3: again uh we are doing it live for those of you who might want to uh catch up on that and we don't do enough of this uh we don't do enough of giving you our phone number um so that you can call in because i would love to have you call in um along the way if uh you you know if you uh, like to comment and uh uh Gunner Gunner with us today. Gunner, hey. Welcome.
0: Hey
3: yeah, John. Yeah. You've got I'm I'm looking for the number. I can't find it. You. You've got it right there, don't oh, you? Oh yeah,
1: it's uh it's uh six four six
0: yeah
1: six four six seven one six five seven two one. Six four six seven one six five seven two one.
3: There you go. Let's try and remember to uh, throw that out a few times tonight because oh, uh um that would that would really be fun. Um we're uh we're excited to be continuing blog talk and we always love having guests uh that's 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 one of the things I enjoy the most and this is actually the first time Gunnar I think we're having a guest back our second time isn't it yes i can't remember that we've absolutely. done absolutely
1: that and uh the first time
3: that's great and we have we have a guest Rick Johnson we had, he was actually one of our first guests when we started doing this. Um, And uh, Rick is a uh, known and celebrated author, especially to do with fathering and dad. It's just been an area that, um, that he's worked on. And you read a little bit about his past. You find out he was from an alcoholic home himself. And you go, wow, you know, how does this guy, you know, end up being an expert? You know, well, it's because you don't want to repeat the same things uh but you got to find out what to do you know, you know you like he was saying in the introduction to his new book you uh you know what not to be but you don't know what to be and uh, i think rick has just been someone who's studied this he's asked a lot of questions i uh i do think he's done some research on it we're going to find out about all that in a minute but his new book, uh I really love the title of this book, Ten Things Great Dads Do. And uh the I, I tell you why I like about this. this tells me that uh this these are not ten things that Rick thought up. Um or that somebody else thought up. You know, do these ten things you'd be no, th- these are ten things that great great dads do, so that tells me that they're somewhat proven that that these these have been things that have been repeated that show up over and over again um with dads who who are great dads so we're we're going we're going to get into that uh, and and uh I got a few questions for Rick and then I know he's got a lot to talk about um this is going to be a great evening um so gunner once again you you have, do you have anything to throw in before we before we uh, welcome our guests?
1: No, absolutely. I, I you know I, we're excited to, uh, to have <laughs> we're excited to have Rick on tonight and and on just reading your 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 catch and listening to the audio catch yeah. and just with your recent uh, trip with the, the, the mm-hmm. boots and wearing the boots and such. Uh, how timely is this to have just a great conversation tonight with uh, Rick, who personally? Yeah. Rick has made a huge impact in my life as a father and my relationship with Kira. I mean, he really, and his what he's been saying and writing and going to a conference that he led several years ago, really changed the trajectory of my own relationship with my daughter. And so uh, I'm excited right. to really honestly just kick back and listen. Great. Oh,
3: well, that's great. Okay. Well, Rick, I think you're there. Welcome to Blog Talk. Hi, John. How are you? Good. I'm good, and it's good to hear your voice, and good to have you back.
4: It's my um, pleasure. I'm honored to be the first repeat guest. That's a <laughs> that's a significant accomplishment.
3: <laughs> you bet it is. That's right. <laughs> and and your book, it's uh, gosh, we're right on the cusp of it. Is it is it out yet?
4: Or, or
3: uh, I think too? the official
4: release date is the fifteenth. So it's uh, it'll be in the stores the fifteenth, but. Um, I got great. some advanced author copies, so I've been kind of doling them out to different people a little bit so
0: cool
3: well that's great um i i've got I've got tons of questions um and i you know I'm just gonna jump right in if you don't mind because uh, i uh, i'm I'm thinking okay uh, and immediately my first question when I look at ten things great dads do, I want to know. I want to know who great dads are and how, how, how did we decide they were great and who are they? And where, you know, what, what role did research play a role in this? And, and, you know, those are some of my questions is, is, you know, how, how, how did we, how did what makes a great, how do we, what's the determination of the great, of the great dad? And then how do we find these things?
4: Yeah, let me start out just by telling you how the book came about, or how the concept Great. of the book came about. So, you know, for the last 10, 12 years or more, I've traveled around the country speaking to different groups of primarily men, but men and women, but a lot of dads, a lot of th- topics fathering. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it kind of struck me at, at some point that I was, to some degree, I was speaking to the choir. In other words... You know, when you're speaking at men's conferences or at churches, usually the guys that are there are, are pretty good dads. I mean, they're 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 average or above average, you know, dads. I would say with their skills, they're good dads. They want to be better. Um, and so I got to look. You know, over the years, I've I've came across probably at least two or three dozen men that I thought were really exceptional fathers, and I and I kind of was. You know, I'm always interested in, in this topic to begin with, and I kind of just yeah. kept an eye on these guys and talked to them, trying to figure out what they did that that kind of lifted them, that, that cut above the, the regular dad out there who's just kind of struggling, trying to do the best job that he can. He's faithful. He's, he's a good man. He works hard, and he's being the best dad he can be, but if he's like me and most of the dads out there, he's he doesn't think he's as good a dad as he should be, and he wants to be, but... He just doesn't know, and so mm-hmm. I kind of looked at these other guys and 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 really observed what it was that they did differently than the average dad, and um, and kind of put together you know sort of ten different things. I'd say they're more anecdotal. There was some research done with this book, obviously, but a lot of it is just observations that I made for, and and experiences from talking to these guys and and seeing mm-hmm. what it was that they how they approached fathering differently than the average guy did.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: How, how would you answer that question? What makes these uh, what makes these dads great?
4: I'm sorry, I didn't hear your question, John. Uh, uh, what
3: what makes these dads stand out um, as as being great dads?
4: Well, uh, I, I think one of the things that's really obvi- obvious about and and it, and it's not let me say that it's not so much how their kids turn out, although most of their kids turned out to be very happy, healthy, mm-hmm. successful individuals. Um, but like like all parents, all of us, we do the best job that we can. And and God has given our kids free will, just like he's given us free will. And regardless of how you raise them, they they grow up and they make choices. And and I think what these dads do that kind of sets them apart initially is they're intentional in the way that they parent as opposed to being reactive, which a lot of us are. But the other mm. thing is, is that they didn't, they didn't take ownership necessarily of when their kids turned out well or when their kids made mistakes. Mm. I mean, I think mm. they recognize that, you know, our kids have free will to make choices that they make, and it doesn't reflect poorly on us if they make poor choices any more than it re- reflects poorly on God when we make poor choices in our life.
0: So wow. those
4: two kind of things I think are are maybe some foundational things that um that that these dads use to approach fathering in maybe a slightly different way than than most of us do. Wow.
0: So
3: you're saying that they have a healthy kind of uh disconnect when it comes to like cause
4: and effect with their kids. Is that, is that yeah, the, I, I think that's a good parents. way to put it. Um Cause you know I'd be, I and I'm like anybody else, you know if my kids were ever to go to Harvard or, you know I'd be taking all kinds of credit for it, right? But you know I'm not too too uh, excited when when they you know make mistakes and go off the rails or something like that, and um, you know if we're if we're gonna t- if we're gonna take ownership of one, or you know we ought to either take ownership of the other or or not be so apt to take credit for for either of them, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, certainly the research shows that, you know, environmentally how we raise kids does impact their life choices to a large degree, but all of us, all of us know really good parents who have kids that make mistakes and really bad parents whose kids turn out to be wonderful. So, you know, at some point I think free will is involved in there. um, Absolutely. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, I think there, are,
3: there, are, there are biblical basis for that too. I think you know, uh, the
4: you've always, we always
3: hear you know, spare the the rod, spoil the child, kind of thing. Um, and uh, but then there are also verses like um, the, uh, the 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 uh, foolish son disregards the wise counsel of his father. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, there's a lot so, of proverbs that. Uh, they go and and interestingly, let, let me just—I'm—I'm uh, I'm not a pastor, so I'm—I'm I'm not going to get into this too spiritually. But the <laughs> "spare the rod" uh, passage, uh, interestingly, back when that was written, shepherds didn't use their rod to beat the sheep; <laughs>
0: they <laughs> used them to
4: guide them and even to rescue them. Right? So uh, you know, I think it puts it a little different perspective on that on that verse. If yeah. we. We look at it from yeah. that perspective,
3: yeah, that's really good well, you know you came up with ten things um how how did those how did those surface um just kind of over time you've seen these things or uh and and let me ask you this too you mentioned these these were these were uh uh you're observing a number of Men that you would call great dads, mm-hmm. did, did 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 all of them have all ten? Is it that kind of thing? That they're shared by all these guys, or is this is just a composite of, of all
4: of yeah, them? Yeah, it's kind of a composite. I don't I don't know that anybody had all ten. I think there was some crossover where, you mm-hmm. know, guys had multiple ones of these. Um, so these came about from observation, but I also interviewed probably two dozen of these guys. And said, mm-hmm. you know, what do you think is the most important factor to being a great dad? What is what does that look like to you? What is that and and these were the, the, the ten main ones that that were mentioned the most by everybody, so I oh, kinda of thought they were important.
3: That's great. I like that. Because that that gives me confidence that that I, that I can trust this. This isn't just your idea.
4: No, and I certainly wouldn't consider myself <laughs> on the list of great dads, put it that way, so
3: <laughs> so that that's cool, so that um you know they all in in a way agree on this and uh uh that that makes me that, that really makes me want to, uh you know read your book right there so uh that gives me confidence too it it sometimes it's just another guy's idea. You know, and then you have to decide, well, why is this guy's idea better than anybody else's? you know, and uh, so I like the fact that science seems like you're taking more the role of a reporter here,
4: and uh um, well, and that's my background as a researcher, so that's pretty much yeah. how I approach all my books is is uh, cool. through a lot of research so were uh Rick, were there any surprises um in
3: in this list?
4: Well, actually, yeah, quite a few of them were were surprising some of them are somewhat obvious but um I, for instance the the uh the fact that you need to brand your family, yeah to me was an interesting concept and and what that means is not that you take a hot iron and and brand them It yeah. means that you know what are we known for as a family? what does that look like what um you know, for instance, when my kids were growing up, it was like we were like, you know, I was always telling them, "Johnson's don't steal and we don't lie." I mean, those are two things that we kind of live by in our family. But, but I think this goes even beyond that. It's it's, uh, uh, for example, uh, some of these guys were very big, like college football fans, and the mm-hmm. whole family was was involved in this. It wasn't just them. It was just it was part of the family ah. brand or part of the family. Uh, and 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 there was over and over these types of things not just one thing but it, it was like an intentional effort that they the husband and wife sat down and decided what their family was going to be known for what what values and character traits they had how do we instill these how do we how do we go about giving ourselves an identity as a family that really bonds families together very very closely i think and so that was kind of surprising oh. for me because I didn't really think too much about that. But you do see, you know, a number of families that do that kind of stuff. And um, I think it's kind of cool.
3: That is great. Yeah. I'm trying to think about my family. And uh, I know the first thing I thought of is Christmas. We, <laughs> it's just a really big deal with us.
0: <laughs> and and uh, so that
3: that's part of our identity is mm-hmm. uh you know and, and in fact um we're trying to figure out how we're going to work it this year it, it gets harder and harder as your kids get older mm-hmm. you know and right we got right. A daughter, we got a daughter in Hawaii now and uh my my son is is married and their first child is due in early November and uh then i've got my son my youngest son in in a treatment center in Wyoming So, um, you know, this is going to be an interesting Christmas.
4: And
0: uh,
3: what we're really trying to work on right now is uh, find some place uh, near where Chandler is Mm -hmm. and all go to him. That's what we would like to do. And uh, obviously it's going to be a big expense for everybody, but if we plan it far enough advance, we might be able to pull it off.
4: So, well, and, uh, I, and I think that's, that's what family does, though, right? I mean, I mean, yeah. during when one of them is struggling, they come together and they they do what they I have know. to do, right? I mean, that's that's what being a family is all about. I just on a, on a side note to that, um, here's what I discovered: my kids are growing now, just like yours are. And um, you know, when when they were growing up, we we would always have some like family traditions that we did. And mm-hmm. one of them was every when the kids were younger, every meal, every dinner, afterwards we would have a uh, this book called Sticky Situations, which was you know different situations that school age kids would find themselves in, and it had four different solutions to it, and two of them were kind of ridiculous. One was
0: mm-hmm.
4: uh, pretty could be right, and the other one was the biblical solution to that and we'd go through those and and you know after a year or two the kids just hated it they're like complaining every night about it right and they're making fun of the answers and
0: yeah and
4: doing it and and then the other thing that we did was at christmas or at thanksgiving and christmas we would always watch the same movies okay so uh-huh. our any the other kids are, by the time they were late teens they were complaining about it we've seen it 500 times right so they move uh-huh. out they grow up they move out they come home at thanksgiving they're like aren't we going to watch the movies that It's like you've complained about it for the last five years. Or they want to do sticky situations. Like, wait a minute, you know, you sat and and fought me the whole way about those. Now you guys want to do them again? It's like, it's crazy. But, you know, we lay those foundations, and I don't think they ever go away. And and hopefully our kids will be doing that kind of stuff with their families when they have them too. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Those are the
3: things that do help to pull a family together.
4: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well,
3: that's great. Um, you know, here, here was
4: the other. Here was another thing that surprised me, John. Another,
3: oh, good. I, good. I don't
4: mean to interrupt yeah. you, but no, 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 no. I'm... The the other thing um, that that I think I knew in, intuitively, but I didn't really put it into these words, was that several of the guys talked about teaching their kids character by allowing them to suffer. Mm. And I thought. First of all, that's how we develop characters through suffering, right? The the challenge for parents is a, especially for those like me that came from an abusive background, is that it's 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 really hard for us to think of allowing our children to suffer. But wow. the other part to that is, how do we allow them to suffer enough to develop character without being traumatized? And yeah. so it was an interesting and, discussion yeah. with these guys about about what that looks like and, and how to how to do that. Well, it's not, it, and, and it, it can't be a situation where
3: we're we're creating suffering.
4: Exactly. But, yeah. No, it's it's Is allowing it? them to suffer the consequences of their choices, their decisions, being mm-hmm. held accountable, those types of things.
3: Can you Would, share maybe some examples
4: uh, of that, so we can get. Well, you know, get around that a little bit more. Uh, again, because my wife and I both came from very dysfunctional home homes, mm-hmm. um, I think we both can look back on on raising our children and agree that we probably rescued them too often and didn't allow them to to suffer the consequences to suffer, mm-hmm. if you will, of yeah. the of the choices that they made, and I and I think that. You know, now we can look and see that that, to some degree, harmed our our kids as adults, in yeah. that they never learn those very important lessons of of the being accountable to the consequences mm-hmm. of of the decisions yep. and choices that you make.
3: Yeah. Oh boy, do I uh, do I resonate with that?
4: Well, and and I think a lot of maybe the majority of parents resonate with that, and um, you know we have. What we call helicopter parenting and you know all sorts of uh, stuff like that, but and and it's well intentioned, but I think it it does cause damage to our to our kids as adults.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, um, I I I I think you said you you might have had a chance to uh, look at some of our my catches from last week. And uh, realize a little bit of what we've been going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would like to talk just a little bit about that because uh, I know that our our listening audience has been very attuned to what we've been going through with Chandler because we we just decided to be very honest
0: and open mm-hmm. with
3: with this whole experience. And uh, uh, in, in a nutshell, you know. Uh, uh, Chandler had just got to a place where where he could uh, not control him anymore, and um, uh, and and so what happened is that uh, you know there's there's learning disabilities there's he had he's had uh, he's back in his academics but he was refusing to, such a painful experience for him, and then he then he got in with um, the, you know the the gatekeeper thing uh well the, the gate just smashed down mm-hmm. <laughs> anybody came in and right. uh and so he got into drugs and and the whole the whole 9 yards um and so uh help whole, you know hopefully the school has been very helpful in helping us work through um a a place for him and uh the amazing thing is he's now been in a treatment center for about 2 months and uh well he is definitely in you know working through the character part uh and the suffering part that's <laughs> that's for sure and that that's pretty pretty main uh the one that he's doing right now and yet the thing is that we're so pleased about is he's responding really well Um, and, and we also had some of the best conversations as a family uh, that we've ever had with him, uh, since we made this very gut-wrenching decision Mm -hmm. to to have him basically stolen from our house and uh, taken to a place, uh, which has turned out to be, um, a pretty incredible thing. we spent our first weekend with him, uh, and uh so I, I i don't i don't want to get too much into my own situation but you know I, I i'm i'm looking at i'm looking at your book and i'm looking at the 10 things and and in a way some of them are seeming really far away from me right now mm. you know because because i'm I, i'm staring so much at the failure of of what we're all going through as a company and uh and yet I am at the same time, I'm very excited to find this because honestly, when we hit Chandler back in probably uh short of a year um, we're we're gonna still have maybe a year and a half to affect his his life um as parents. And actually we are we're still very much in his life. We talk to him every day mm. and uh and we have therapy sessions with a with a therapist from from the school once a week that are excellent um so uh we're there, and I'm glad I have this but but i'm I'm feeling you know i guess in a way i'm saying I'm feeling so much like I've failed in all these areas um uh, you know what do you say to me? What?
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I could be.
3: Uh, <laughs> I could say you could right.
4: be so prideful of, of taking ownership for all that, but uh, I won't be that. <laughs> I won't be that rude. Um, you know what, John? We all we all fall short as fathers, right? I mean, we all fall short as men, as fathers, as husbands, and and. Uh, we do the best we can with what we got. And, you know, I I, I heard um, Pastor Mark Driscoll once say, he said, are you man enough to raise the family that God gave you instead of the family you thought you'd have? And that really mm. hit me because, if I'm honest, my family ain't what I dreamed about or what I thought it was going to be before I got married and had kids. Mm. And... And am I man enough to deal with what God gave me? And obviously, you're strong enough to deal with this issue, and you're the father that your son needs you to be because God gave you that son in that situation Mm -hmm. that you're in. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I mean, I understand what you're feeling, but I think, you know, and you know, that great things come out of the darkest times in our lives, and That's right and it sounds like you're looking at this as a as a as a situation that even though it's tough right now, mm-hmm. really good things can come from it yeah well they they are, and
3: um uh, we you know we as a family we've we've grown leaps and bounds, and as communication. I know uh, that's that's one of the ten things is communicate with your children, um, and uh, that has been greatly enhanced actually through this. We could not communicate, and part of that, you know, st- some of that was uh, I could I could blame on on Chandler's you know dyslexia and and his, his he had a hard time to commu- commu- say what he feels. He had And so he would try, and then he would get frustrated. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of frustration and anger on his part, and then then he just wouldn't even want to try after a while. Mm -hmm. And so communication, a huge communication breakdown. Um, We're finding that that he's taking a whole different attitude towards this now and uh, learning simple things like looking at, you looking in the eye when you talk and uh thinking through your thoughts and and taking your time to say what you want to say. And uh yeah we 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 uh we we found that we're making some great strides in in those areas. And it it just it got, it got to the place, Rick, where the entire environment had to change. Right. That's what had to happen. We had to change everything, and uh, but that made possible almost a new beginning so
4: uh well, and as you know the 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 things that are the most important in life are always the hardest yep and and generally, the harder they are to deal with, the more important they are, and the more valuable they are. And and so, you know, as James would say, rejoice in in your trials. Uh, yeah. And and uh, you know, this is a this is a deep trial. It sounds like, and and to me, that tells me that that there's something big that's going to come from it. So. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, the interesting thing is that I've always felt that that Chandler was going to be the one to carry on. The ministry, probably more than the other two, and um, I, I think I am beginning
0: to see that
3: I'm right about that. It's it's, uh, it's it's pretty amazing. It's like it's almost like out of the ashes.
4: You know, this is
3: this is going to come. It
4: well, certainly come. these kinds of experiences grow us to yeah to be able to. To do big responsibilities mm-hmm. like that, and, and the suffering allows us to develop the character that's needed. Yeah. yeah. Ministry work is hard. <laughs> you know that, right? Oh boy.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And
4: and as when we do ministry work, as you again as you know, we tend to get attacked spiritually at a much higher level. I think than. Mm-hmm. The average Mm. father walking around out there does. Yeah. Um, And you could make a case that this has got a lot of spiritual warfare components to it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, what... uh, I'm
3: curious, Rick. Where would you say you have struggled the most as a father? Where was... Where, where were you? What did you? What's the part you had to learn?
4: Well, to learn? Uh, yeah, in 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 hindsight, I you know I think the challenges that I had. First of all, I didn't come to Christ till I was forty. So, wow. You know, there was my kids were like eight and ten when I became a Christian. So things were a lot different for those first ten years than they were for mm. the next 10, I'm sure. Um, but, I, I th- you know, I always struggled with patience, and I always struggled with maybe some unrealistic expectations for my kids. Um, mm. and, and that was just, I think a lot of that was just ignorance of not knowing what they were capable of at certain age- ages. And so I was maybe a little harder on them in some areas than than I mm. should have been or could have been. Um, uh, interestingly, we are we are currently uh, have custody of our three-year-old granddaughter. And mm. um, I was on a radio show the other day, and, and the woman said, the host said, <laughs> is it a lot easier now that you've got all that experience and knowledge? And, and I was like, mm. well, you would think it would be, wouldn't you? But it doesn't seem to be all that much easier than than what I remember it. I you know, I think I think there's a whole set of challenges. Some yeah. things are easier and some things are harder, but there's definitely a reason why God made it so that twenty two year olds have kids and not and not fifty seven year olds.
0: <laughs> so yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if that answers your question, but no, it
0: does
4: it, 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 I struggled it. with a lot of stuff, John, as a dad That's, that's why I'm mm-hmm. able to write about so much stuff Is because I made so many mistakes Yeah You know, people people go, he's an expert And it's like, yeah, if you consider an expert Somebody that's made all the mistakes you can possibly make In a, in one area Then, yeah, I'm probably an expert, you know
3: no, That's tremendous I like that Um
4: I, I like that because that
3: that throws up against this whole idea of the perfect family. And I think I think there are a lot of books out there that, that kind of you know follow this, and you'll be you'll be successful, and you'll have a victorious, happy family. You know, and some of that just seems real plastic to me.
4: Um, well, I see then, a lot of it uh, in the church. I have to tell you. Uh, yeah,
3: I do too, especially
4: within leadership of the church, but. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all that reputation that we we have
3: to keep We have to keep the best foot forward
4: Well, it is And and, and people that follow us tend to want to put us on a pedestal And, and mm-hmm. that makes it even tougher yeah.
3: And it's a total
4: misunderstanding of what it
3: means to be used by God it, Right uh, and, and not only is it hurtful, it gives the wrong message
0: Yeah um,
3: And so everybody is all out there making the same mistake
0: when when all of
3: us could be could be growing through the hard hardness, I think yeah, and, and that's partly as a writer, you know i'm primarily uh, yeah, I'm in ministry, but I'm not a pastor i'm i'm but but what I do like you is I do a lot of writing, and what I find that my writing can do is it can get inside of, of a person
0: mm-hmm. and
3: and 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 it get inside of my own experience. And and I've decided I'm just gonna tell it like it is, and uh, h- h- no matter how hurtful it is. And So, you know, our son got into drugs. We went to the treatment center. We didn't hold any of that back. We just went through the whole thing, laid it out, part of everybody, and and how we're lear- what we're learning and what we're going through the steps. You wouldn't believe the people who have come out of the woodwork. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. I think whenever we do that, it's just like right. we give, oh, we give permission to everybody else who right. weren't, so, and, and you know, because of this this untrue idea of the way everyone's supposed to be, they are unable to to come forth with what their life is really like.
4: Right. No, and, so, and until, I really admire the fact that you're sharing this. And allowing yeah. people to come alongside and learn, uh, yeah, and it's helping a lot of people. People that you'll probably never know about are are being impacted by just the fact that you're willing to share this. And
3: yeah, yeah, well, it's been a, really a, a learning and a, and a and a really good experience, I think, for all of us for sure. Well, I think we're, we're getting close to the end of our time here. Um, uh, but I um, Thank you for writing this book And honestly This is the first dad book I want to read <laughs> and, and it's Hitting me at the right time Because I in many ways I do feel like I get I get to start over mm. And um, You know uh, the whole gatekeeper thing You know n- Not in my house dad the gatekeeper Well You know that that's That's a huge breakdown, and I want to you know I want to learn how to do that better. And uh, you know what? Here I'll finish with this one. I'd love to hear what you say about this, and then we'll call it after this. You know what? Part of my problem is in my struggle as being a father. Is when I when I try to put my foot down or come with the with the rules or the you know not in my house kind of thing. Um, is that I I seem to be either a a compassionate or uh, loving you know father, or I end up being a policeman. I I got my arms folded, and I'm this is the way it's going to be, and uh, and that doesn't
4: that doesn't work either. Do you yeah. know what I'm
3: talking about?
4: I do, and I think that's a a Real tightrope that all of us try to walk. I, you know, one of the things that I did, John, and I don't, I don't know if you were, or help any of your listeners, but after I became a Christian, I was like, I mean, our, we had a daughter that was just like, you talk about strong-willed, and I mean, I have a book that yeah. basically just highlights all of our adventures that we had trying to raise her. But um, I just took to like, look. Personally, I don't care what you do, but I know someday God's going to hold me accountable for the choices that I, for the things that I allow you to do. And and frankly, I don't want to, I don't want to have to stand before God and try to explain why I allowed you to do something that I knew was bad for you, right? That Mm. actually seemed to work pretty well with her because I was, I was accountable to a higher authority than just me, right? And so I could kind of be nonchalantly be as as strict a dad as I needed to be without getting the blame, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, Now, I had to walk the walk with that, right? I had to be accountable to God in Mm -hmm. other areas of my life in order to earn that authority.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But
4: it actually seemed to work pretty well with my daughter, because nothing else worked, trust me. Huh. Uh, Wow.
3: That's great. What's your
4: thought? Yeah. I
3: appreciate it. I like that. There's, I'm under somebody, and I have to answer to him.
4: Yeah, because just like you were right. saying about the book, if it's just some guy's opinion, right, if it's just dad's opinion, right. what, what do, what do I, how do I even know that's right? Exactly. But well, if it's God, it's like, that's a whole different story, right? Right. Right.
3: This is cool.
4: Well, Rick, I, uh,
3: you know, I, I want to wish you well. I, I hope the book does well and uh, opens up all kinds of of new opportunities for you. Are uh, you still doing a lot of
4: speaking, right? Well, I have been. I'm a little bit dead this fall for some reason. I'm not quite sure what's going on with that, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I would say, you know, this book gets out, you start talking about it. Um, I I would think I would think that's going to pick up. Uh, well,
4: I appreciate that and, uh, and and good luck with you go- and God bless you and your family and um I'll look forward to hearing all the great things that come us. Cool. Well,
0: great. Well,
3: thank you, Rick. Thanks for being on the show. And uh and I want to encourage everybody, it's Rick Johnson. Ten things great dads do. Going to be out uh next week, I guess. Yep. Um uh, and you can probably, I'm sure probably order it already ahead of time. I can like get on it at Amazon, betterdads.net. Like that. Betterdads.net. Now, that, get it right from
4: you. That would be the best, wouldn't it? That would be a signed copy.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> betterdads.net? Yep. Fantastic. Okay, everybody, got that? Betterdads.net. Rick Johnson, 10 Things Great Dads Do. Thank you so much, Rick.
0: All right. Bye
3: Lord, John. Bye bye. Lord you. bless
0: you. Yeah.
3: Bye bye. Gun, are you there? I am. Hey. Any uh how any closing that? any closing remarks? No, huh? I'd like to i I'd like to hear your closing remarks.
2: I mean, uh just kind of <laughs> walking through what uh hey I I like how I just kinda threw it right back at you. I just kind of just been as we all walking alongside of you and, and and Marty and Chandler and the whole family,
4: you know, mm-hmm. having
2: this conversation. I just appreciate the honest on both of your parts and yourself, and then Rick just being very open and honest about yeah, seeing, you know, um, where he is and, and such. And so, what do you think some of the takeaways are that that are going to be something you're going to chew on from this?
0: Uh,
3: well, I think that that we're all in process. Mm-hmm. And that, um, no matter where, where you are or what you failed in, yeah. um, uh, there is hope and, yeah. and there is recovery yep. and, um, and perhaps even some of the things that you might have thought were the worst thing mm-hmm. could actually turn out to be things that are going to build character the most. Mm-hmm. And,
0: Absolutely.
3: uh, uh that's what we're seeing and and honestly, I didn't see that until until we just started talking you know, I'll, yeah I'll, here's here's the deal gunner I'll be real honest with you Uh mm-hmm. first, I approached this book as as being as just being way out there this is mm-hmm. this is you know this is this is the happy christian family yeah. and and this is not me right now. Yeah. And this is going to be an interesting interview. You know, how am I going to do this? Yeah. And uh, the more we talk, the more closer those two things pull together. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The more, of course, the and, and and I'm looking down the list and I like, oh no, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, we do have a brand and and, yeah. and 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 we we have a spiritual thing. Do you know what's happening, Gunnar? Chandler's Chandler's spiritual life is coming out. Yeah, and well, he's, I, he's he's talking about the Lord all the time.
0: And well, uh, that's something uh, you know, else. I, I mean, you, yeah, you
2: said that. You know, thinking about you know you know, the ministry and, and, and all of that going right. forward. And and I'll tell you what, my observation, you know, has been over time, just even with your own son, he is so talented. And I see some of his uh, photography mm-hmm. on, on Instagram yeah. and, and just even the quotes and things that he shares. I and mean, there's a depth. and I mean, there's so many kids in photography and all that where it's all about composition these days, setting up the right shot and everything. But very rarely do they also have depth. yeah. Mm-hmm. I always thought him yeah. not only great composition, but he had brought depth to the picture, and it's cool. more so than mm. just the, the the tone and colors. I mean depth, as in you know that there's some thought behind this, and,
0: mm. and it's in, in a
2: powerful way. And and um and I just have always thought that he's one of my you know when he when he was you know using Instagram more and using photography, I just thought wow that's someone I I, I want to cool. follow. And um so I, I have high hopes and just, you know, I'm just praying that right there with you guys in this and through this and believing just great things are gonna come of this. Uh at the same time, let me also say this about Rick. Um I you know, Rick is uh, truly has been a huge impact in my family's life and mm-hmm. one of the things that I've seen Rick over and over and over, the power of this when I've seen some of his uh conferences is just I've seen so many dads, you know, feel like it's it's too late. You know, um, yeah. it's too late to become a, no matter where they are, it's too late to become a great dad or a good dad or whatever,
0: mm-hmm. and a better mm-hmm.
2: dad. And they, they always come away walking away from it thinking, no, I, it, 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 it's never too late. You know, um, I have an opportunity right now and it brings hope to so many guys that cool. I know that are just swimming, swimming out there and beating ourselves up and mm-hmm. guilt and all that that uh, mm-hmm. you know, God has a fresh new message through him that he's using and so he's meeting people right where they are. So uh wow. what a what a timely conversation. What a timely conversation. That's
3: great. Yep, it was. It, it was. And I hope uh, we'll encourage people to listen later
2: and uh, catch up on
3: this. Absolutely. Well better dot
2: net, uh ten things great dads do coming out September fifteenth. You can uh, pre pre order that now. Um uh you know, uh, John, you've been uh what are you writing about this week? Is Marty, give you. She kind of sometimes assigns you the yeah. topics. I think she
3: may mention today. Yeah, yeah, I may mention today. Where I'm writing about isolation
0: because Marty mm, wants right. me
3: to get out of myself. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so I see
2: how that is. It's like she kind of yeah. plants those seeds. It's kind of like yeah. when I was when I was dating my wife. She was a manager at Nordstrom, and I worked for her for just a little bit of time through the anniversary sale. And I think I did stock. This is years ago. I thought the only reason that she did that, she was planting a seed because I all I had to do was fold clothes all day long, mm-hmm. and so I think she actually gave me a job just so I can, you know, be responsible and and in uh, uh, fold clothes and all that stuff. Maybe it's not isolation, but anyway, same same kind of a thought. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well,
3: these things uh, I I really like these things because um, yeah, we start into a week. I, I honestly, at this point, don't know what this is going to yield. Yeah. But by the time we're done, I'm going to do some digging. Yeah. And we're well, going to find out some things about each other. And well, uh, it's
0: going to be I good. Think
2: I think it's good. Yeah. I think it's good. You know, i got to tell you, John, I talk to people all the time. A lot of guys, even with the PTSD and some of the things there, and some of the biggest things they deal with is isolation. They just become mm. all isolated, and we isolate ourselves from everyone else. hmm and mm-hmm. in different. Ways. There's so many different directions you can attack that that topic. Yeah. And so uh, yeah. we'll be looking forward to the next few posts and audio. Audio catch has been a lot of fun too, listening to you read. Um, yeah, so many great things to Cool. Cool.
0: All
3: right, well, it's been fun.
2: Well, I got right, to plane. thank you, and
3: hey, it's good to have you back on Blog Talk. By the way. Wow, oh, it's so good to be back. Looking
2: forward to more. And yeah. um It's uh, definitely uh, just a great, great night as well, and I think we land a plane here, John. What do you say? I think so. I think so.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm ready.
1: You're listening to the Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith.
0: We're just trying to get it together. To help their fellow man Hopin we can